This is the Catahoulas podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 3, Episode 1, How to Form Positive New Habits. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Catalyst Podcast Season 3. Can you believe it? We're into Season 3 already. This is Episode was it episode 23. Wow, time is flying. So, oh, I'm so excited for this new season. I went away and I spoke to people who like the podcast, hopefully like yourself, and said, what did you like about it? How can we make it even better for you? And I got loads of ideas and loads of good feedback from people. So hopefully you're going to really enjoy this season. Hopefully the most of, of all the seasons. So before we get into it, I'd like to say a massive thank you for our ongoing sponsor, who are the Masterclass Sessions. So they sponsored season two and they're sponsoring season three. So the Masterclass Sessions, they bring world-class talent, people from the business world and life um, to provide Masterclass Sessions online and in person where you can learn from the best people in the world. I did one last year and it was a massive privilege. So if you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself onto the next one. The next one's going to be in early May and also they very kindly said that if you just send me a quick email to michael at kataholos.co.uk and just say something enjoyed from today's episode they'll do every month a draw to decide somebody can have a free masterclass session membership for a full 12 months so you get to attend 12 sessions for free which is amazing I'm there every month anyway so if you like the sound of that you can check that out in the show notes so I wanted to give you something that regardless of where you're at in life where you're at in business it's something that I think is so important and it's been so important for me in my business over the last four years and yet we're not really taught a lot about it and it's how to form good habits that stick right so much of what we do in life is habitual think about it how you brush your teeth how how you drive to work how you dress how you speak certain ways that you you do certain things in relationships and business and rightly so you know you can't just wake up and make it up fresh every single day the world would would be chaos we need to have habits definitely but a lot of people tell me that they get into ruts and, and bad habits and they want to break them they want to form new ones but they don't really know what to do other than just doing stuff you know when you feel good I'm just going to take some action and and, and sometimes it just filters out and, and they end up back at square one I, I don't want that to be you so you know what are the benefits to having good habits well firstly any goals or aspirations that you have will involve you needing to form good habits so they can help you to reach your goals. They can also help you, and this is definitely true for me, to become the person you want to be. In a way, every day we start fresh, but also in another way, we try and build on yesterday. So good habits will help you to become who you want to be. And finally, the, another really important one is it helps you to help other people. You know, if you want to help anybody in any way, there is a habit for that. There's a way of doing it. You know, if you do it one way and it works, you can think, ah, oh, I can do it the same to help somebody else. So I want to give you two kind of guiding quotes before we get started into helping you to, to think about habits and, and to kind of guide the way that you think about them. First is kind of a paraphrase, really, but I get it from, I got it from Daniel Priestley. And as you know, I'm a massive fan of Daniel Priestley. He's an Australian business person. I think he lives in London. And just check out all his books, all his materials. He has a company called Dent. And he basically, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, ideas are okay, but ideas of a dime a dozen. Everybody has ideas. You might have ideas every day. It doesn't mean they're any good. He says, implementation is everything. And I definitely agree with that, especially in business. So what he's saying is, an idea is, you know, okay, you might have a good idea, but it's how you implement it, how you do it, how you consistently roll it out. The implementation is whether it's going to be successful or not. And habits are all about implementation. It's not necessarily about what you want to do or who you want to be. It's, it's how you're going to do it, right? The how 
Think about what, where, who, when, if, etc. Habit's all about how, right? So hopefully today can help you with the how. The second one comes from a retired United States Navy SEALs officer called Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink is a podcaster who makes a lot of content these days. And I like his approach because it's all about things like integrity, responsibility, um, and thinking, what can I do, you know, to help others? And he has a brilliant quote where he says, discipline equals freedom. If you want to be free, you need to be disciplined. So he gives the example of, if you say you want to be free from disease and have good health, well, then you need to be disciplined to work out and eat right. So just keep those in mind as we're going through thinking about how we're going to roll out these habits, that the implementation, how you do it, that's the most important thing. And if you want to be free and have a great life and have these things that we want, we have to be disciplined. Once we embrace those, we think, right, I'm good to form some good habits. Before we do look at good habits, I think it's very important to understand where we're starting from or bad habits. And I'll give you some examples from you know my life and people that I talk to. So we have habits around our physical health, don't we? We eat too much, <laughs> or we eat the wrong stuff, or we don't eat. I'm not even going to get into the specifics of that because eating is a very personal thing, right? For you, it's never my place to tell you what to do. But I know from personal experience, I've formed all sorts of bad habits. I got into a really bad habit once. I was a lot younger of eating pizza, like late at night, like late, late at night, you know. I, sometimes I'd wake up in the night and have one and go back to bed and I'd have this belly ache. <laughs> my brother used to say to me, like, why, why are you doing that? I was like, I love pizza. But what he's basically saying is like, fine, but why are you eating it at that time of night? And it took me ages to kind of let that habit go, you know. And I look back now, it's embarrassing. So I still love pizza. I still eat it. But I don't eat it in the middle of the night, you know. So we can have bad habits around our physical health. Maybe it's we don't move enough. We don't work out enough. We don't treat ourselves, our body, and look after it. We can have mental bad habits. Two of the biggest ones that people tell me are overthinking, right? I still do that. I'm still working on that one. And procrastination. Now, I actually did an episode, I think it's episode three uh, in season one on procrastination, putting things off uh, and overwhelm and how they're actually linked. So we can get into mental bad habits, right? We beat ourselves up. We overthink. We put things off. We're far too hard on ourselves. And a lot of that is habitual. We don't wake up and say, right, today I'm going to be horrible to myself. It's often that we kind of carry it on from yesterday you know and it just it's just, just like the story the drama that never ends in relationships moaning complaining gossiping taking people for granted this is something i've really been learning and looking into do you know that a lot of people when they are in relationships business or personal they tell me that they stop the other person stops listening to them they take them for granted have you ever known that you know someone you've known say 20 years you know, oh, I, know, I know them so when they talk you don't really listen <laughs> Because you think you know what they're going to say. That's a really bad habit we can fall into. I've fallen into that one. So in relationships, you know, we can take people for granted and we could just get a bit negative, really. Just feel a bit sorry for ourselves. And in business, we might have faulty processes. It's always been done that way. You ever, you ever say that? Or hear people say it to you? Um, you might have a poor culture, you know, where we're all dragging each other down somehow. We've got cliques, little groups that are set up and they, they make you feel good. You're part of the group, but they, they don't include other people. I'm really not a big fan of that. I think that's not cool at all. Uh, and cynicism. You know, a lot of people, especially over the past two years, are exhausted and um, they've become quite cynical and they think things aren't going to improve. I attended a webinar, a brilliant webinar recently, uh, by a charity called Are You OK Doc? So if you're in the medical profession, if you know people in the medical profession, check out Are You OK Doc? And they had a fantastic webinar on leadership. And one of the people, the person, one of the people, sorry, was saying that a lot of medics now are very cynical because they're burnt out and they're tired, right? And it's easy to be cynical and think, well, what's going to change, you know? So those are kind of some 
habits that we think you can understand where they come from, can't you? I'm guilty of probably all of those at some point. Maybe you are too. But we don't want to live there, do we? We don't want to live with bad health, bad mental health, bad relationships and bad business or bad work culture. You know, we, we want to have good experiences and, and they will be built on good habits. And I think it's very important. I want to add my own little kind of like way of thinking about habits to what we learned from Daniel and what we learned from Jocko. Think of like a rocket getting off the ground, right? When a rocket is trying to take off into space, it requires a monumental amount of energy and effort just to get it off the ground. It's something ridiculous. Like 80% of all its weight is just to get it off the ground. So much effort. But once it's up and out there, especially once it you know leaves the atmosphere and circles around the Earth, it doesn't require much at all. In fact, it just kind of t- floats and takes care of itself. So think about that. It requires a lot of effort. And it will require of you a lot of energy to make these habits. It's like real learning. I've said this before. Real learning is hard, right? So I want to make it fun. Real learning is difficult. It takes time, you know? And it's the same thing with habits. So I really want to set your, your expectations with this. Don't go off thinking it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Best things in life are not easy, right? But it's definitely worth it. But what I'm trying to say is don't feel discouraged if you feel, oh, it's taking so much effort. It's really taking a lot of my energy. It's not going to be like that for the whole time, 100%. Definitely learned that from business. My first year of business, the amount of effort and energy I had to put into it, assumingly no result, right? It was like trying to get that rocket off the ground. It gets easier, gets better, okay? Before we get into some positive stuff to help you, I want to give you something new that we're going to have in season three. I just want to give you a random positive fact to kind of make you smile. So this is for today's episode. Did you know, right, that dolphins have names for each other? Dolphins actually have names for each other. Now, I saw some dolphins in Portugal last year, and I just think that's amazing to think that they've got friends and names and they talk to each other. They've got names for each other. Just, just take that and run with that. So, you know, if you're interested in that, just Google that. Dolphins have names and have some fun with that, you know? So let's get into it. Let's get into how are we actually going to form these good habits. So we've looked at some ways of thinking about habits. We know we don't want bad habits, and we know the benefits it's going to give us. I'm going to give you three things. I'm going to give you a model that I've just kind of used over the years. don't know really where it comes from. I've just kind of wrote it down. Uh, then I want to give you two kind of things to just bear in mind as you're implementing that model or as you're rolling out the habits, okay? I would recommend, if you can, writing this down. So if you're out and about listening to this, walking the dog in the van, uh, taking photos, Liz told me, my friend Liz, thanks Liz. She told me she listens to this and she takes photos. Whatever you're doing, if you can't get access to a pen or a paper or something right now, Make sure afterwards that you write this down or listen to it again because it's really good if you can see this on a piece of paper or on the screen in front of you as like a flowchart, okay? So this is just a very simple um, model that I use for creating a habit. So where do most bad habits come from? Well, every habit starts from a need. You've got a need. You've got a thing that you want. You've got a desire. You've got a want, right? We don't just do stuff for the sake of it. It always starts with a need, whether we're aware of that need or not. Then there's some kind of cue, some kind of environmental cue, societal cue, physical cue, mental cue. The cue just means the thing that precipitates the behavior. So you've got a need and then something triggers something, something gets something going, right? Then you have the behavior, the thing that you do, whatever that is. And then you have the result. Now that could work positively or negatively. Um, But often most people, when they have the the negative kind of habits, they're not even aware of that. They would just say, well, I just do stuff and get results. If they're a little bit more self-aware, they might say to me, well, you know, I, I set this thing up uh, or maybe this is for these reasons and I have this behavior and this results. So I'll give an example, real life example. Say you're somebody or you know somebody 
uh, and they drink too much. That's the behaviour, right? Uh, it's very, very common for a lot of people and understandable, right? You drink too much or you're drinking to excess or you're not happy with your, with your drinking of alcohol, right? And the result of that is that you feel hungover or you're unproductive or you spent too much money or, you know, not in a great place. Well, if you actually track that back and say, well, what's the cue for that? Like, why is that happening? You might say, well, it's just because it's Friday, just because it's the weekend, or it's just because it's a special occasion. But if you go one step further back, and that's what most people don't do, they, they, they go as far back as the cue. So take one step further back and go to that need and say, well, what, why are you drinking? You know, what what's the reason? A lot of people say, well, I'm bored. I want a bit of variety in my life. I want a bit of excitement. You know, I want to have some fun. I, I want to be relaxed. I want to be confident. I want to feel like I'm part of something, you know? These are all the things that people tell me. And this, when I used to drink alcohol, this is why I did it, right? Now, the first thing is to recognize that that's, those needs are not going to go away. You're not magically going <laughs> to never be bored again and never want fun again and never want to feel excited again, right? Those are perfectly normal human needs, right? You're going to feel those all the time. The question is, what do you do when it comes up, all right? So it's not actually about the cue, behavior, and the result. It's more about recognizing that need is not going to go away. All we've got to do is kind of express that need in a more healthy way, right? So here's a new model. So if you write this out, now it's going to say need, cue, behavior, result, reward, all right? So let's go through a positive example. The need is still, well, I'm bored, I want some fun, I want to, you know, I want to feel confident. And the cue is still, well, it's Friday. So the behavior might be, I'm going to go out, but I'm going to go out to the cinema, or I'm going to go out on a date with my boyfriend or my wife or my partner, right? Or I'm going to go get my hair cut, or I'm going to go to the spa, or I'm going to read a new book, or I'm going to buy a new outfit, I'm going to go on an online webinar and learn something new, or I'm going to attend a networking event, right? What you're doing is you're recognizing that you're still going to have those needs, and the cues might still be the same, but the behavior can change. Or if you find the behavior is not going to change ma magically, you could set up some cues to make it easier for you. For example, you might say, well, I want to go out, but I don't just want to go to the pub or to the bar. Well, you could buy yourself some tickets to the theater. <laughs> I took my mum to the theater. She loved that, right? So you've then got the result is, well, I had some fun uh, and I didn't drink and I didn't drink as much. And the reward is I feel good. I feel really good. You might, you know, do what they call a humble brag on social media and chat about it. Or you might just feel good in your own heart, you know, privately in yourself. But if you set up a need, a cute, a behavior, a result, and a reward, that's really, really a lot more healthy, okay? So recognize the needs aren't going to change. You don't have to do anything with the need. The, the, that column stays the same, doesn't change. What a lot of people don't do enough of, forget the behavior for a second, they don't focus on the cues and the rewards. So reward yourself. Definitely, if it's something new and you find it difficult, like we said before, a lot of effort, a lot of energy, you know, it's hard not to complain. It's hard not to overthink. It's hard to change business culture. It's hard to get your act together and get in shape or whatever, you know, it's hard. So reward yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. So nobody's going to reward you for you. So give yourself a pat on the back and the cues. So let's give you another example, right? You want to be healthy and you think, right, I want to walk more, go for a run. Great. The need is, I want to be fit, I want to be strong, I want to be healthy, etc. A really good cue is to put your trainers or put your workout outfit in the bedroom uh, the night before. That's a really good cue. So a cue is something you're setting up that you don't just re rely on willpower, because your willpower is going to be pretty low to start with. You know, you're not going to want to get up in the morning and go find an outfit and, and all that. It's just too much hassle. So you make it as easy as possible. You set up the cue, you're like, well, I've got the clothes there, so I'll just put them on. And then you do the behavior, you do the walk or the run, whatever. Result is you might feel great, you might feel terrible. It doesn't matter actually how bad you feel afterwards because <laughs> you're probably not going to feel great. But then you reward yourself. So this is where a lot of people fall down. So let's just do it one more time. The need is 
universal. They're not going to go away. Okay. The need is what? What do you want? What do you desire? You know. Set up the cues. Make them as easy as possible so that you don't need to feel good. You'll just do them. You know what the behavior is. That's quite straightforward. Don't worry about feeling rubbish afterwards or not feeling great afterwards. Chances are, if it's a new habit and behavior, you're not going to. Like we said before, you know, it's going to require discipline. It's all about implementation. It's going to require effort. Got to reward yourself. Even if you just make it a list on your phone and tick it off. I'm a big fan of that, right? You're like, yes, win. Feel good. You know, rush of do- um, dopamine, feel good chemical. And you repeat the cycle. The need again. But you focus on the cue and you focus on the rewards. Now, the great thing about that is you'll start to get some amazing results. Because you're not so much focused on the results, you're focused on the cues and the rewards. Cues and rewards, they're the hidden goodies. Most people just focus on the behavior. So you can see now that it's not about that. All right, so that's a model that you can use to form any habit. Focus especially on the cues and rewards, okay? Okay, so the second thing to help you inform these good habits is now you've got like a, a framework to do it. Piece of advice, start super small. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Start super small, but, right? Think of the smallest thing you can do to make a positive change, but then once you've got it in place, you don't go back. You make it really small, very, very small, but you say, once I'm doing this thing, there's no going back for me. So for example, say it's healthy eating, you're gonna eat more healthy, just focus on breakfast. But then once you've done that breakfast that day, you do it again the next day, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. You don't allow yourself to go back, you set a higher standard, even just like half a percent. It could be at work. You say, right, I'm going to make a real effort not to complain before 12 p.m. In the morning, I'm going to be super, you know, no complaining. I'll allow myself in the afternoon because I'm human, you know. Or it might be something with mental health. You say, right, I'm just going to do two minutes of meditation, literally two minutes. Or, uh, what was that thing? Oh, I'm going to listen to Mike's podcast on procrastination. Or it could be, right, well, I'm working in a business culture at the moment that's pretty toxic and difficult. I'm going to just start with me and set my own standard. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to focus on what I can do to make a positive result, right? And all those things start super small. Here's another really nice way to think about it. You only have to do it for today. That's a massive problem for a lot of people, especially for me when I get overwhelmed with habits. I think, well, yeah, we only got to do it today. That's all we have. And that really helps. So if you get overwhelmed by it, so it's just today. You're not trying to do it for three weeks or 21 days. You know, these things, people say, how long does it take to form a new habit? There's no correlation. Sorry, there's no agreed number by the way it's all to do with how much you want it and how willing willing you're able to keep it up so don't think about 21 days five weeks 12 weeks just think about today last thing third thing is this is really important and i've definitely learned this in all my work with children and adults over the last kind of 10 15 years you can't create a new habit in a vacuum meaning nothing exists in a vacuum right energy can't be created or destroyed so we have to understand that every habit that you are trying to engage in and every positive result you want will exist within your daily routines and your days. You can't just do it when you feel like it. You can't. You'll do it and it won't last that long. Right? I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just saying from experience. So this is what you do. Link your habits to a pre-existing one. Something that you already do that day or most days is actually a better one. So then you can link it. So for example, you say, okay, uh, I'm going to listen to this podcast when I'm taking the dog out for the walk. Well, I take the dog out every day. I have to take the dog out. So I may as well listen to something good while I'm doing it. Or you say, oh, well, I'm going to try this meditation thing, but, you know, I eat breakfast every day. <laughs> Let's just say you do. So I'm going to do it straight after breakfast. Just before or just after something is a perfect time to link a new habit, yeah? Just before, just after something. Preferably something you can do every day because you're going to do it anyway, <laughs> you know? You've established that habit. There's no effort there. There's no... So transitions um, between work. That's another really good one. 
just before bed, you know, because you're going to go to bed every day, hopefully. So you can see what I'm trying to say. So link it, hook it on, hook it onto an existing habit. All right. And then a bonus I thought would be really helpful to just kind of help break. Uh, if you get into a moment where you're like, oh, no, uh, I'm doing a, an old habit. I'm, I don't want to be doing this. Right. And you don't want to start all over again. It's called a pattern interrupt. Just Google it. It's a real psychological phenomenon. If you find yourself sliding to an old pattern of behavior, of thinking, of you're in a place you don't want to be physically or mentally, right? You need to do something physically to break that pattern because it's really funny. Your brain thinks that your life is like a, a sitcom or a soap opera and like you're the main star, right? And the moment that you kind of break that habit, it, it thinks, oh, this is like a new scene or a new episode, okay? So for example, you're sat there overthinking, ruminating, really negative, stand up, physically stand up. Your brain goes, uh, why we stood up? And that just might be enough. Or if that's not enough, stand up, leave the room, right? If you're in a room and there's some complaining going on and moaning, you don't want to be part of it, leave the room. What's the worst they're going to say? She's left the room. So that's a double pattern interrupt. You've stood up and then you've got a new room. So then your brain goes, oh, great. Uh, what's going on in this episode? What's, what's going on in this new room? And that might be just all you need to break that pattern. You see what I'm trying to say? And not engage in that behavior. So that still doesn't work. You leave the house or you leave the building. You see what I'm trying to say? You can just add as many layers to this as you need to. And it just breaks that moment, that weak link in the chain. Really, really powerful. So that's, if all that this fails and you're engaging in behavior environmentally, mentally, physically, I don't want to be here, pattern interrupt. And how many times can you do that? As many as you need to. You do it as many as you need to. You know, I know people have been in meetings where they've not, you know, agreed and rather than say something negative, they said, please excuse me for a second. And they've walked out and they come back in and say, sorry about that. Great self-awareness, great self-control, you know, broken that pattern. Brilliant. So tell about you, but these podcasts always go so quickly and I hope you've found that helpful, you know. I hope you've enjoyed that and you've thought, yeah, that's really going to help me with implementing the habits because like we said right near the start, it's really good and important to have healthy, strong, positive habits. Also perfectly understandable if you've got negative ones like I do, like everybody does. But hopefully you've got a framework there and a couple of kind of tips and strategies for how to help you um, to embed those new habits. And just talk to me, send me messages, send me, you know, emails, LinkedIn, whatever it is. Just reach out to me because everything you want to achieve and everything you want to be will be done through habits. There's not a lot of stuff in life that's just one-offs, you know. And that's really exciting because you can do a lot to take it into a positive direction. So until we speak again in episode two of season three, I just want you to just remember two things. The first is just pick something from today. You know, is it one of the, is it the framework, one of the tips? Is it, you think, oh, I'm going to check out Daniel Priestley or Jocko Willink or, you know, I'm going to go find out about dolphins. And regardless of whatever it is that helps you, the second thing is just remember, just as you are right now, somebody loves you very, very much. Okay, take care and speak soon.